Good morning, church. Oh, that wasn't bad at all. Praise the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to greet each and every one of you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, the risen Lord of heaven. Amen. Amen. We ought to be joyful about that this morning. God has been good to us and he has brought us safe thus far. So we all, who's playing about back there? We are here to worship the Lord this morning. We're here to glorify him. We can see that there's a bit of issue with the microphones this morning, but we are going to worship God anyhow because he's worthy. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to say to those of you joining us online, we welcome you, we greet you, and we pray that wherever you are, you will experience the presence of the Lord as we do in the house this morning. Praise God. Let's, let's have a word of prayer before we go any further. Father, we are grateful to be in your house this morning. God, we commit ourselves to you and ask that you would do what only you can do, is meet each one of us at the point of need this morning. As we talk about joy, we pray that you, Lord, would be our joy this morning as we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have a few minutes to share together this morning, and we're going to do that to the honor and the glory of God. We've been having some really good words in this Christmas season as we all get ready uh, for Christmas Day, but I'm also aware that for many, sometimes it's not so joyous, and sometimes even we as children of God are placed in a position where we have to choose joy, when it doesn't come so easily, when you maybe get that phone call you just don't want to receive, when you get that diagnosis you're not looking for, when you experience that loss that you were trying to prepare for, when you receive the phone call that says your job is over and Christmas is around the corner. Been there when you are forced to choose joy. This morning, I want to encourage you. My prayer is to encourage you that we have direct access to a source of joy that is not affected by our circumstances. We have access to a source of joy that will carry us along when we are unable to do anything else. I want to talk about that joy for a few minutes this morning and encourage you, encourage us all that we can choose joy even in the face of great adversity. In this Christmas season, We're hearing the word joy all over the place. Everywhere you go, we're hearing joy. Sometimes you see the word joy in big, bold letters, maybe in a shop window, encouraging you, this is the season of joy. But in this season, after this season, 
when all the presents have been opened and all the turkey has been eaten and all the lights have come down and the trees are put away. Sometimes joy also leaves the building. But I want to talk this morning, if I can, a, a little bit about the joy the Bible talks about. This joy that will not be contained in the Christmas box for the next 11 months. This joy that we need to call on when the road gets a little rough. Mm, Jesus, help me this morning. This joy that we need to pull on when things just aren't going our way. That joy. That's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to touch on three areas, if I may. I want us to understand that joy is a choice. Sometimes the toughest choice ever that we can make, but it's a choice. We have the power to choose joy. I also want us to observe this morning that joy, as powerful as it is, it, joy has the power, the ability to shift our focus. To shift our focus from our situation to our saviour. Joy has the ability to shift the focus. And finally, I just want to touch on the fact that joy flows out of the presence of God. That's where the joy is built up. That's where the joy is accumulated. That's where we find our source of joy. It's in the presence of the Lord. I was taken to scripture this morning and I just want to look at a very small portion of Paul's writing to the Philippians. And it's a portion of his writing that he is encouraging the young church because we know Paul once he got on the road for the Lord Jesus, there was no stopping him. And he was a church planter. His desire was to get the gospel message to everyone with a pair of ears that could hear. And Paul went to great lengths to serve the Lord Jesus when he really understood what serving Jesus meant. And that also comes at a cost. Paul loved the Lord Jesus and was willing to serve him no matter the cost. And the portion of scripture that we're going to read from shortly is a portion of the letter that was written under very, very difficult circumstances. And I'm using this scripture to emphasize the power of the joy that Jesus brings. It's a power that breaks change Chains, sorry, destroys uh, the heavy weight of sorrow, of sickness, of loss, of anxiety, of depression. The joy that Jesus brings has the power to overcome all of that. So if we could turn just briefly 
to Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to be reading a few verses from here. Just in case the version is slightly different, I'm a King James girl, so just so you all know. Okay, Philippians chapter 1, we're beginning in verse 1. Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, and with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Joy is a choice. The writer says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work will be able to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We're going to jump to verse 9. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Let's stop there for a moment and just set the stage a little bit, if I may. As we read these few verses, we can see Paul's heart of encouragement. We can see Paul's heart of joy in his writing to the Philippian church, a young church, a church that was just finding its way and becoming confident in this newfound salvation. But the man writing these words of joy and encouragement and testimony to God's faithfulness was not sitting in a five-star hotel sipping a nice cup of tea. This man was in, theologians believe, a Roman prison, uncomfortable, cold, damp, bruised, beaten and yet he has the joy of the Lord in his soul enough to pen the words of encouragement to a young church that is far from him at this time. I am challenged by Paul because I read about his story and I think to myself how quickly I can become discouraged and my circumstances are nowhere close to comparing to where this man was when he found a place in his heart to write from that says, I am encouraged by who Jesus is. I want to encourage you about the love of Jesus. I want you to think in your own mind about some situations where it was tough, it was difficult, it was challenging, but we had to choose joy. My question at this point is, has God ever failed? Has there ever been a time when you called on him and he didn't show up? Has there ever been a time you asked and he didn't answer? 
And I'm not saying we will always get the answer we want, but I know God will answer. I know God will speak. And when Paul sat in his situation and could have looked around and said, how did I get here? This is not fair. I was only about my father's business. Paul chose joy. Instead of a letter of complaint, it was a letter of encouragement to the people of God to say, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Jesus is alive and well, and he is faithful to his people, and he will keep us in times of great distress. Paul chose joy. Jumping now to verse 12 and 13. Philippians 1, 12 and 13. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest of that my chains are in Christ. We read here in 12, verse 12 and 13 is a time of great encouragement because we look back in Acts 16 and we see the story of how Paul ended up in the prison. And it was, he was about his father's business. He cast out a spirit of a young girl and was taken, marched straight to the magistrates. And they said, we can't have any of this nonsense. You're going inside. And so they put our brother Paul in prison. And that was how he ended up there. I am encouraged this morning that the prison bars can't hold the power of God. I'm encouraged this morning that prison bars don't stop my God from being who he is. The prison bars could not prevent the power of God from going out and doing what it came to do. When Paul and his brother Silas could have sat Grieved, distressed, angry, upset, because they weren't doing anything wrong. They were about their father's business and they found themselves in a prison. Do you know what they chose to do? They chose to worship. They chose to worship. They chose joy in the midst of their circumstances. They chose to lift up the name that is above every other name. They chose to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, regardless of the circumstances. And do you know what happened? At midnight. Thank God for midnight. When the prison bars began to shake and the doors were flung open, where these men of God could have walked out and made a run for it. But there was something in this happening that God wanted to be seen. God will shake the very bars of your circumstances out of what holds them there. Because he is God, because he is all powerful, because he is the one who hung the stars in the sky. He is the one who shaped this world. He is its builder and maker. He is God. 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. So I want to speak to you today and encourage you, if you may, just for a moment, put yourself in a poor situation. Where are you today? What is it that is a difficult circumstance for you today? What is it that you're challenged by today? What is it that you need for God to shake loose of your life today? He sent me to tell you that he's here and he's the man for the job. You don't have to sit wondering. You need to know that he's able. He's able. I'm not here to tell you, children of God, that there will not be challenges in life. I'm not here to tell you that there won't be some time to shed some tears. But I'm telling you that we have a God who cares and understands. A God who saw a world that needed hope. A world that needed joy. A world that needed Jesus. And so he sent him. And so because of that today, I know that there is nothing that I can lay before God that he can't manage. I know that no matter what the circumstance may be in your life this morning, God is able. When we talk about joy, we think of the laughter, the celebration, and all that great stuff. But what about when there isn't a situation that causes laughter? Can we still have joy? Yes, we can. Because joy, the joy that we have access to is not dictated by our circumstances. Happiness comes out of our circumstances. Something happens and we can be happy about it. Happiness comes from the happenings of life. But joy comes from Jesus. Joy comes from a source that will not be controlled by me or by any man. It comes from the throne of God. And this morning I want to encourage you. Wherever your circumstances have you, whatever might be going on in the midst of this Christmas season, I want to encourage you that the joy that comes from the Lord Jesus is able to sustain you in the whelming flood, the overwhelming flood, regardless of where you are. Everybody's circumstances are different. But the God we serve is the same. He's one. His power doesn't change. It never alters. It never lessens. It never becomes greater because it's already ultimate. He doesn't need to do anything. He is God and God alone. And finally, I just want to say, joy flows out of the presence of God. Psalm 1611 is one of the scriptures that I love dearly. And just the portion of it that it says, in your presence is fullness of joy. When the Bible says fullness here, it's talking about completeness, a complete joy, a joy that you can't find anywhere else. 
This joy can only, only be found in Jesus. And I want to encourage you, time in the presence of the Lord is never wasted. Time in the presence of the Lord enriches our lives so that when we need to, we can draw on him. He is there, he is willing, he is able, and he's waiting on us to spend the time with him. I know that though we come together sometimes and we put a smile on, sometimes the smile just covers a lot of things. And there's a lot of challenges. Challenges in marriage, challenges in family, challenges in the workplace, challenges everywhere. And sometimes we just put we put a lovely smile on it so we don't have to tell everybody. We don't, we don't want everybody to know. But I want you to know today that real joy, real joy, true joy, comes from relationship with Jesus. It comes from being intertwined with him. It comes from being a part of who he is as we are staying attached to the vine as we talked about some weeks ago. That's true joy. There was a definition of the joy, joy that I came across when I was looking at this word and I, it really resonated with me and I would like to share it with you. And it comes from a writer by the name of Kate Warren, a book that she wrote in 2012. And this is what she says about joy. Joy is a settled assurance that God is in control of every detail of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything will be all right and the determined choice to praise God in all things. That takes me back to Paul. The determined choice to praise God when I am in a difficult situation. That's our choice. And I pray today, I pray today that we will tap in to that joy. Because I don't know all the stories in the room, but God does. I don't need to know all of the things, but God does. I want to encourage you this morning that you have direct access to a reservoir of joy that you can draw on regardless of where you are. In the midst of the circumstances, the situations and the problems, God is present with you. And it takes sometimes everything you have to draw from that place. But I wanna encourage you, you will never be disappointed when you draw from that reservoir. You will always have something that you can fill up with because Jesus is the life-giving flow. Amen. In this Christmas season, I want to encourage you as we experience all the good things, the great things, the wonderful things that will happen in this season, would we remember the real reason for this season. 
And the reason is Jesus came. He, he walked to this earth, he served his father, he gave his life, he rose again. And because of him, in his death and resurrection, we have complete victory over sin and death. And because of that, we can have joy today. Are you joyful today? Are you joyful today? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's much more to share, but we will have other times to talk. But I just want to leave you with this this morning. That the joy of the Lord is immeasurable. It is unlimited. And you, my dear beloved brothers and sisters, have access, direct access to that joy. The kind of joy that comes alongside you in the tough times. The times when we want to ask God, why is this happening to me? I remember myself, as I said earlier, a few years ago, December 22nd, we were planning for Christmas, and I received a phone call from the company I was working for at the time. And they said, basically, we are sorry to tell you that the job has unfortunately come to an end. And I remember that day, and I said, Lord, have mercy. How do I tell Michael this when he comes home from work? Instead of greeting him with the loving hug and kiss that is our normal practice, I have to tell this man, Christmas is going to look a little different this year. But you know, I, I, and I say this with humility, in that moment, I had to choose joy. In that moment, I had to put aside all the things that maybe were planned to be done in that Christmas season and say, Jesus, I need you to move in right now because this I did not see coming. And I got me some plans for Christmas and everything has just changed in a moment. But one thing had not changed and that was the faithfulness of my God to me. Amen, clap your hands somebody. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. And with that I want to encourage you. Wherever you are in this Christmas, maybe you're all set and everything is great and there are no concerns, but I know there are some of us in this room that have a good smile today. But there's some other stuff going on behind it. I want you to know that Jesus is here to meet with you today. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are going out this door different to the way you came in. Because when you came in, you walked into an atmosphere of joy. Amen? You walked into the presence of the Lord where there is fullness of joy. And that's the divine exchange today. Whatever you have come in with, it's okay to lay it down on the altar of sacrifice. Because Jesus has the joy of the Lord for you to take back with you through these doors. Amen? Amen. Amen. Church, would you stand with me? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning. That joy may be a choice, tough choice that you have to make. But I want to encourage you to trust in Jesus because he's faithful. And the joy of the Lord has the ability to shift our focus from the circumstances that seem to hold us captive to a vision of our Savior who came to set us free. Bow your heads with me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning and we give you glory this morning and we give you praise this morning because you're worthy. Lord, we know that it's no good thing that we have done, but it's all because of your goodness and your grace and your love towards us why we are here. And God, as we prepare to leave this place, we ask that you would make a fresh deposit of your joy on the inside of us. That God, wherever we are this morning, you would meet us there. Father, you know the hearts of your people. And so, Lord, we pray that you would do what only you can do. You are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, or more than we could ever think or ask of you. And so, God, we come today surrendered to you, some of us need to just draw on that joy this morning. God, would you help us? Would you be present with us in every circumstance this morning? And would you help us to turn our gaze from the situations that arise to the mighty God who is able? Father, we bless you this morning and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.